Young boys see him as a role model for masculinity, but he's just been arrested as part of a human trafficking and rape investigation in Romania. Social media sensation Andrew Tate certainly divides people. He says men have a divine imperative to become powerful and successful and virile. Meanwhile, women are male property and can't drive. I'm not making this up. Not many parents are playing, sorry, many parents now are playing catch up on what he has been saying to their young men. How much of a negative influence has he had? And what can schools and parents and online platforms do to combat that? Matt Defina is an organisational psychologist with The Man Cave. They equip young men with social and emotional intelligence skills in high schools across Australia. Matt, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me on, Hilary. Now, who is Andrew Tate? What, what is he? What is he? Yeah, he is basically used to be a kickboxer, and that's where he made his name for himself. And then he started up this hustler university a few years ago, and this was really about equipping young men with skills and tools to make money through things like crypto. Now that started to build and grow, and then his followers were encouraged to post videos of him on social media. And really, he blew up last year when he got banned on social media, and that's when, ironically, he got more attention than he was before that. So he was a kickboxer. He was a failed Big Brother contestant. At yep. one point, it kicked out amid allegations of abuse, which were not substantiated by the, the woman involved. So how did he snowball into this huge online sensation that just about every teenage boy can tell you about? Yeah, well, I mean, it really comes down to things like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and really the algorithms that push this sort of content towards young men. They watch one or two videos and all of a sudden they're getting it all the time. Also, really what we're seeing is young men are looking for clarity. They're looking for people like Andrew Tate that can give them clarity around what it means to be a man in the 21st century. And so I think rather than us rejecting Tate out and out, it's important to understand well, why is he appealing to young men? What are they looking for that they're not getting elsewhere? And that's where Tate's really, you know, jumping in the gap. Let's hear from one young man. Nicholas is 14. He's from Victoria. This is what he says about why Andrew Tate gets his attention. He's confident especially he speaks his mind, which is quite refreshing to our younger generation. He says what everyone else is thinking deep down, and he adds a great level of controversy that our younger generation needs. Secondly, he has a lifestyle most young kids aspire to be like. He gives good business advice on how to get rich, and he's a great ambassador for entrepreneurship. He shows a strong mindset and how to work hard. He believes in himself which our younger generation feeds off. And lastly, he's a role model for masculinity. For example, the way he looks and lives his life, in particular being ripped, his fast cars and his luxury items make him appealing to us. From our perspective, overall, his positive messages um, outweigh the bad. However, I don't agree with any of his outdated comments on women. We acknowledge that he is misogynistic and this is unacceptable. However, I do wonder if he is just saying these things to get attention on social media and whether or not he truly holds these views on women or is he just doing it for publicity. At the moment, he is all over our social media channels, so therefore we tend to talk quite a lot about him. And to be honest, this talk is mostly positive. The conversations are mostly focused on his luxurious lifestyle and his tips on how to get rich, in particular entrepreneurship and living in the matrix. We ignore the misogynistic side of this because 
we believe that the good outweighs the bad in this situation. So there is a lot to unpack there with what Nicholas is saying about Andrew Tate, this social media influencer. We've had a text message saying, I've never heard of him. You're not a 14-year-old boy. As you're hearing, he is all over their feeds. I think something like 92% of, of kids, boys in schools, have heard of him, know who he is and have an opinion about him as well. One says, Tate, young men looking for clarity, young sheep looking for something obvious to follow with the promise of mob power more like. But as we heard, Nicholas had really clear ideas about what was attractive about uh, Andrew Tate, didn't he? Matt Tofino, man from the Man Cave. He said he was ripped, uh, isn't, you know, good muscle <laughs> definition. He was confident. Mm. He had expensive stuff. Mm. Um, and he, he is very clear and very traditional about his idea of masculinity. Tell us some of the horrible things he has been saying about women. Yeah, well, what I'll speak to first as well is we did research last year with over 500 boys and we asked them, you know, do you relate to Andrew Tate and why and do you look up to him? And what we found was a third of those boys related to him and a quarter of them looked up to him as a role model. And like Nicholas said, there's a lot of things that they really connect with. What he does have to say around women is really concerning. And I think the concern for me and for us is that he appeals to young men more broadly in terms of his persona and his belief system because he gives them that clarity and direction about what, who they can be. But then they buy into that and then start to take on his other views around women, which is basically that once you're in a relationship with a woman, she is your property and you can do what you want with her. And that's really concerning. Um, so we need to be conscious of this slippery slope of young men enjoying some parts of his perspectives and then just falling down into a rabbit hole, which is what social media is designed for. Well, it's not just horrible misogyny, is it? I mean, there's mm. there's racial and homophobic slurs. Mm. Uh, it said depression wasn't real. Um, lots of things that uh, we a lot of people find problematic. Um, but uh, what do you think about Nicholas's idea that, you know, maybe he doesn't believe this stuff, maybe we don't need to take it seriously because he's just doing it to get attention? Yeah. Well, first of all, I love how insightful young men are because they've got a lot of really interesting things to say. Um, I think what we're seeing, what I'm saying with Tate as well, is he's playing out almost this persona of himself. It's almost this hyper stylized version of masculinity of modern of a modern man. And so he is getting a lot of attention. And I think Nicholas is right. There is a part of him that is trying to get that attention and then just feeding off it. So a lot of it is, and we're seeing this with a lot of influencers now, they're really equipped at how to get attention and then how to keep that attention. And so the irony is that Tate's, growing, Tate's following has actually grown in the last six months, which is the opposite of what the social media platforms are trying to go for. So, yeah, I think uh, what we're seeing is, is not a surprise given the climate that we're living in as well. I love how most of the photos of him on his website have the whole kind of blue steel, yeah. <laughs> hard-edged look. There's one of him smiling. I'm pretty sure that was an accident. Um, we're speaking with Matt Defina, who's an organisational psychologist with a group called The Man Cave. They go into schools and help young men uh, equip themselves with the social and emotional intelligence skills that you need to deal with, you know, the internet, but also life. Matt, uh, Andrew Tate's been arrested in Romania. No charges have been laid, but it's an investigation into allegations of organised crime and human trafficking and rape. And on his way backwards and forwards to court, he keeps dropping these references to the Matrix, which Nicholas picked up on too. That whole, you know, red pill, blue pill, are you living the fantasy or are you in the real world? Mm. Um, what's going on there? Is there a deeper message there from him? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very literal reflection back to the Matrix, the film. Um, and the broader message that really is Tate's referring to and that young men are connecting with is this idea of um, he's really anticipated a number of things that have happened to him, um, which is 
concerning as well because then people can start to just buy into everything he has to say. But basically the matrix is this idea of the capitalist structure that we're living in, the business as well that we're living in, how everything works. And what we're seeing is young men are feeling alienated by a lot of that. So this idea of the matrix and Andrew Tate is then going, he's going, I can show you another way outside of the system to make money and to provide for yourself so you don't have to rely on regular society. And that's really appealing to young men because they're not feeling seen and welcomed by social structures right now. They're not feeling like them being a man is welcome. And so this matrix idea is then the idea of agents, um, for those of you that are familiar with the film, coming in and taking him and arresting him is then playing out in real life. So that's sort of what they're talking about. That's what he's appealing to as well. It's really interesting how he, he's got these 41 tenets on his website about how he lives his life. Some of them are very funny. Some of them are terrifying. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's quite a lot of contradictions. You know, one of them is like, I, I try and do good in the world for the people I care about. And the other is power must be ruthlessly maintained <laughs> and money must be ruthlessly got, you know, it's like I'm working outside the capitalist structure, but I'm really the capitalist structure myself. Yeah. I find this a, a fascinating topic, and I'm really interested to hear your texts on 0418 uh, It would be interesting to see the percentage of boys from private versus public co-educational schools who admire Tate. Do we have any breakdown of that, Matt? We do. Um, we're shortly releasing a more detailed white paper in the next few weeks, which will include a breakdown of the backgrounds, but really I'd love to do much more research on this. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so. so that group's called The Man Cave. You can go to their website uh, and, and check that out. Sounds like a bunch of kids need better role models at home, home says Paul from Surf Beach, and that's, that's well, at home and possibly out in the world, it sounds like. Tama Lever is with us too today on Life Matters. He's a professor of internet studies at Curtin University and chief investigator in the ARC Centre of Excellence for the Digital Child. He spends quite a lot of time looking at how how people manage their relationships with the internet. Tama Lever, great to have you on Life Matters again. So we heard from, before from Matt that, uh, you know, Andrew Tate was actually banned from various social media platforms at one point, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and he managed to get himself back on and, in fact, hugely bump his popularity. How did that work? Um, so Tate is technically still banned from most platforms, but his content recirculate so he reached uh, sort of a critical mass point where he was so talked about and so popular that even if his actual account gets disabled then either he's got backup accounts or indeed the people that uh, follow his messages basically recirculate his content at such volume and such speed that it doesn't really matter whether he's got an official account anymore because his message is perpetuated it's also true that uh, twitter under elon musk has uh, rolled back a lot of its restrictions and rules and because Musk is a what he calls a free speech absolutist Andrew Tate has been welcomed back onto that platform so he's got plenty of megaphones um, and it is definitely the case that uh, you know the, the algorithmic structure of all of these platforms means that young people who are searching for Andrew Tate content, once they find it, tend to get reserved it at great volume. So, Tama Lever, do social media companies need to take some responsibility here? We heard from Matt Defina before that, you know, you get pushed this content with, you know, as soon as you open up a TikTok account if you're a young boy. Certainly, as soon as you look for, even if it's sort of anecdotally looking uh, for, for you know, even for a minute or two, um, it, it is very much the case that the algorithm tends to think then this is what you're after and serve you more and more of it. So there is 
um, a level of responsibility that has to be taken by platforms. Now, they tend to say that they moderate certain forms of extreme content, which is true, but it's also true that Andrew Tate is actually very good at being an influencer. He tends to have a, a strong sense of both what appeals, but also um, how to basically say things that are, to be fair, pretty horrible, um, but in a way that don't quite cross those content um, boundaries or those rules of moderation. Now, he has crossed all of those rules eventually, and that is why he got taken down. But it's also true that a lot of things that he says and does don't quite cross the line a lot of the time. So I think he, he's very good at playing the game. He's also someone who's you know, over time got better and better and better at being an influencer. And part of being an influencer is portraying a lifestyle that other people want to aspire to, whether there's substance behind that or not. And then we have to say that a lot of Andrew Tate's claims have never been substantiated. He may not, you know, he might have some money, but it certainly might not be as much as he claims simply because you can perform a lifestyle without actually having that in real life. Just got a text message to pop in, Tama Lever. Just wanted to say a lot of the things you're saying about Andrew Tate aren't true at all. Like the part about him apparently saying that women are property, but he has never said that. He loves women. And there is stuff on his website saying, you know, I I prefer uh, loving, consensual relationships with, I think he says, virtuous, beautiful women uh, and that he condemns violence. And Nicholas uh, that we heard from before, the 14-year-old from Victoria, said that he and his mates ignore the sexism and just pick out the bits that they like about Andrew Tate, about living your best life and making money. Tama, does that suggest a good level of dig- digital literacy or is that not how it works? Oh, look, I think I think hearing that sort of breakdown of what Andrew Tate is is really important. So, I, I mean, I don't think it's realistic to think that young boys are not going to hear about Andrew Tate or indeed hear some of Andrew Tate's uh, messages. So I think it is really important that they're equipped in a way that if they are listening to any of this, that they can break it down. That said, I think if you can say that 80% of Andrew Tate is a superior role model that everyone should be aspiring to, it's really hard to unpick that the other 20% you can just ignore. It tends to, people tend to be a whole package. And if you can forgive the level of misogyny that comes from Andrew Tate, then I think that in and of itself is is a bit worrying, um, and I don't think I don't think um, that young people are quite as adept at taking just the bits that they want as they might want to articulate. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I know I've got two a tween and a and a teen boy, and I think if I you know was hearing that from them, I'd be quite worried. To be fair, both of them do know how, who Andrew Tate is, which was a surprise to me uh, <laughs> checking for this video. Wow, and you uh, work at the Centre of Excellence for the Digital Child. That's a little bit disturbing for the rest of us. We're speaking with Tama Lever, uh, who is a Professor of Internet Studies at Curtin University also, and Matt Defina, who's Head of Impact and an Organisational Psychologist at the Man Cave, which goes into schools and helps kids deal with this kind of thing. Uh, Teacher librarians are well placed to help kids sort through the morass of online information, says one text. Sadly, many schools don't have qualified teacher librarians or well-resourced libraries, and they direct your attention to a campaign called Students Need School Libraries. Matt, quite a few texts coming in saying, can you tell us more about this idea that young men don't feel that they're supported by the system, they don't feel seen, and they don't feel that being a man is a good thing? What can we do about that? And what does that mean? Yeah, I think what we've really seen since the Me Too movement in 2014 is men have rightly been under question around their behaviour and their attitudes. 
in Australia and globally. So in that climate, a lot of commentary and reflections have been provided back to men around how we behave. And then as a result of that, there's been a, you know, a bit of anxiety and uncertainty around, well, how should I behave then? If the, if the old way is not okay, what is the new way? And there aren't many people that are stepping up and saying, well, this is what it means to be a man in the 21st century. Yeah, which something is why, attractive with fast cars also. Exactly. And then you've got social media fueling this and, you know, then you've got this whole lifestyle that they're aspiring to. What we're trying to do is actually guide boys and men back to their true values so they can make values-aligned decisions, they can make responsible decisions, and they can treat people with love and respect, which what I've witnessed from working with young men in rooms is who they truly are and who they want to be. There's just so much pressure around them. And so then they're getting confused about which way to go. Well, and it's interesting as a parent of young boys myself, I noticed that a lot of schools are doing respectful relationships teaching that seems to be very gender neutral. It's like, let's all treat each other with respect. Let's talk about our boundaries. Let's, you know, do this in a way that doesn't target men and boys. Tama Lever, I've seen it also said that uh, Andrew Tate is a bit of a backlash against so-called cancel culture. He says, you know, I don't like being told what to say. I'll refer to people how I want to refer to them. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, look, I mean, I think Andrew Tate presents a world where masculinity is black and white. And I think he's saying that in a context where we're being told quite rightly more and more that masculinity is about the shades of grey. It's not about absolutes. It's not about something being absolutely wrong and absolutely right a lot of the time. But in Andrew Tate's world, you can look for something and find an incredibly clear, unambiguous message. And I think that is appealing to young people because we don't necessarily have culture that is unambiguous and clear. I think we are at moments of cultural flux where a lot of older ideas look archaic, but we don't necessarily have the replacements for what we should be talking about. I do think what they're doing in schools is really important, but I don't think it reaches everyone. And I think it's in that those sort of uh, cracks, if you like, that, that Andrew Tate's sort of, you know, very um, straightforward and simplistic shades of grey, this is what a man should be, um, actually appeals to people. Yeah, I can see Matt Defina nodding when you talked about <laughs> it not going far enough in schools. Matt, mm. just quickly on, on the survey you did of kids in schools, uh, full results to come out soon on the, the Man Cave uh, website, I assume. Mm-hmm. What do girls say about this? Yeah, I mean, we haven't surveyed girls directly, but I can comment from what we've heard conversationally. I think the thing we heard last year in schools when we spoke to teachers as well was that, unfortunately, young women were actually feeling quite unsafe. And because of the um, culture that Andrew Tate could create, there were boys sort of ganging together and then making young women in schools feeling unsafe just because of how they were being together or things they were saying. And so what we're trying to do is help young men realise the impact they're having on the people around them. Um, what about teachers too? I'm, I'm hearing mm. that, you know, there's been a fair bit of disrespect directed towards female teachers. How are teachers of either gender or all genders reacting to this? Yeah, we're seeing that as well. Um, we're hearing that female teachers are feeling unsafe as well and certainly a lack of respect. And then we've got male teachers that are not sure what to do either. You know, they haven't had role models that have to had to deal with this either. So it really, I think, that comes back down to the lack of role models, lack of role models in schools, but also really lack of role models at home. You know, we've had for many years um, fathers off working and, you know, women also, um, but we nearly need to have that connection between father-son redeveloped. And we know from the research that when there's an absent father for a child, they're far less, for a young man, they're far less likely to actually, you know, um, be successful in life. Yeah. A lot going on. It's it's a real kind of whole system-wide issue, mm-hmm. isn't it? You're mm-hmm. looking at parental leave, you're looking at cultural attitudes, you're looking at families. What can 
parents do or caregivers do, I mean, it would be so easy to just react with horror if you heard some of this stuff coming out of your little little baby's mouth. Uh, what is a way that you can engage with them about some of the content that they're seeing without dismissing them or it? Yeah, I think that last bit's probably the most first, first and most important part, which is not to dismiss it. Not to dismiss the conversation or Tate overall. What is better is if you can actually go and watch some of his content. Yeah, as, as ghastly as it might be, just go and watch some of his content and start to understand it because um, that will help you understand, one, what they're seeing and what might be appealing to them, and two, it'll help you understand why it's triggering you as well. What's yeah. it bringing up for you? So that when you step into that conversation with that young person or you, you, with your child, you sort of know where you're going to be aggravated. And then if you can, create the space. And actually, really, what we say is seek to understand. So seek to understand that young man's perspective before you jump to any conclusions. And then really be open to having your mind changed. Be open to actually hearing that young person and learning from them as well. I think this intergenerational disconnection is something that we can really heal through this process as well. And young people have a lot to teach us if we're willing to listen as well. Yep. Well, I look forward to them telling me that tap water is terrible and sparkling water <laughs> is good, as Andrew Tate says. But yeah, I mean, you're right, isn't it? 90% of parenting is about just staying calm and maybe asking some questions of the person, the young person, rather than making your own pronouncements in response. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've got a lot of catching up to do. I'm not a parent yet, but in terms of just being in the modern world and realising I've got a 16-year-old sister, she's so far beyond me in terms of pop culture right now. So yeah, really seeking to understand, creating that space and coming in with the right intention, not coming in trying to prove them wrong, but actually coming in to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, it's really good advice to kind of dealing with your own triggers before you have those conversations because they are many and they are strong. As a someone who's lived in a woman's body and felt unsafe a lot uh, mm. about these attitudes, mm. really interesting topic. Um, Matt Defina, Tama Lever, thank you both so much for joining us today. I wish we had much longer to talk about it, but I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Hilary. Thanks, Hilary. Thank you. Tama Lever is a professor of internet studies at Curtin University. Did us a big favour by getting up very early his time today. He's the chief investigator in the ARC Centre of Excellence for the Digital Child. And Matt Defina is an organisational psychologist at a group called The Man Cave. They go into schools and help young people work out what they find useful and what is not so useful on the internet and give them emotional and social intelligence skills. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.